Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corbin, Ed Carson here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, Tuesday, August 8th, where we did see stocks pair losses after touching some key technical levels, especially the NASDAQ, Ed, which we're always so focused on. We look at everything, right? What do you have for us today? I want to take a look at MongoDB, NVIDIA, and SLB. Okay, let's do it. First, let's analyze the major indexes. The NASDAQ today down eight tenths of a percent, coming very close to its 50 day moving average. We'll also uh, take a look at the weekly chart as well. The SP 500 down four tenths of a percent today, the Dow down almost a half a percent, and the Russell 2000 down six tenths of a percent today. So, Ed, what are your thoughts on how we finished out the session? Yeah, I mean, it's look, the trend isn't great. I mean, we've been coming down. Short-term I mean, it's downtrend. A, short yeah, it's a short-term downtrend. downtrend. Yeah, trend. with a long-term up. Absolutely. Uh, it's nice to see this, you know, finish. Uh, the Nasdaq, in particular, it tested its its ten-week line intraday. Actually, got below the ten-week line. Uh, it never touched the fifty-day line, but. The Nasdaq and S&P are sort of coming down to that. And that's a key level. This could be a great area if we if we hold support here or at least hold pretty close to it. I mean, it's okay if we dip just below it. You know, that could be constructive because ever since like mid-June, when we were like 10% above the 50-day line uh, on the Nasdaq, we've just sort of been like choppy. We were choppy for a while and we didn't haven't really been able to move up. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if we could consolidate here for a while, that could be very constructive but you don't know. We, you could end up falling. You don't know, and you don't know which stocks will come up. So I, this is an important area here. Uh, I think if you know, Chris Gus was saying Ivy Live earlier. If we decisively went through the 50-day line, say on the Nasdaq and S&P 500, it would probably mean that we move and move the market direction to into correction. Uh, so definitely something to watch over the next several several days. Yes, a key test is unfolding. We don't know if the indexes have passed the test yet, but a critical juncture, as you mentioned. And if we look at leading stocks as they make their big moves or uh, strong, strong periods in the market in the past, this 50-day line or the 10-week, if you are going to see that strong strong trend continue, that will be a support level. So we'll have to see, will it be support or will we need more time to digest the super strong first half that we saw? Yeah. And uh, just looking back in March, you know, it looked like it was a test. and looked like we were breaking it. Then we quickly came back. So sometimes that's how the test goes, which makes it extra tricky. That's one reason why you need to be a little defensive heading into it before, not to wait until, oh, it's gone through the 50-day line. Let me dump everything I've been holding it this whole time, but to be acting prudently along the way. Exactly. Yeah, because we can't assume we're going to bounce We'll, we'll, we'll have to see if it actually happens and make those incremental decisions along the way. I like that, Ed. And I did briefly show the S&P 500. I'll pull it back up here, holding up a bit better, not coming down to its 50-day line as of yet, as it's in this pullback mode. And taking a look at the Dow here, continuing to find support at its 21-day line, a pretty mild pullback happening here as well. And taking a look at IWM, which tracks the Russell 2000. I'm so used to typing it, but now I can do zero RUS. We used to uh, not get the same day data for this, but now we do, I'm told. Mm -hmm. A little birdie told me. So uh, reversing off lows, not closing in positive territory, lost its 21-day line by just a little bit here. 
but good to see it off lows. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, there, there's some strength outs. We're trying to hold key levels. Uh, so this could be a great moment or, uh, or just, uh, just one last gasp before we, we, we suffer some more significant losses. Mm-hmm. And now let's take a look at zero TNX. This is the 10 year treasury yield coming off a bit. Uh, your thoughts on how we're seeing this interplay between uh, stocks and yields at this point, Ed? You know, it seems to have broken down the last few days. It's interesting because mm-hmm. when the yields were surging up, okay, clearly the market came under pressure and then yields tumbled on Friday and market didn't respond well to it. And today, the, you know, the market sold off even though the yields were coming down. Now, they were both coming down for similar reasons. China demand, China economy, there was a lot of weakness there. So the Hong Kong index came down. We saw copper prices fall. So this was hitting the treasury yields as well. Uh, there was also Moody's being, you know, sort of moody about banks. <laughs> and uh, so that that didn't help those kind of things. So those those pressured bonds, but that wasn't, those were bad news for stocks too. So uh, they're sort of moving together rather than moving inversely like they, they often do. Mm-hmm. If we continue to see the yields back off, what do you think the impact would be? Uh, again, I mean, it's like, well, it depends. It, like if the economy, people feel like the economy is falling apart or something, then no. But if it's right. feeling like, hey, we've got tamer inflation, or this is mellowing out and you see positive growth, it could be, you know, all things being equal, falling yields are good. It just depends on if that the reasons aren't always equal. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. And a brief look at the, the dollar here up today, but off highs, you know, it seems like it's bumped its head up quite a few times on this 2860 or 70 level. So getting closer and closer to that, we'll have to see if it will, it'll, if it'll bump its head again or continue moving higher, it's trying to find a home, above the 200 day line here. Let's take a look at some different ETFs underneath the surface. Here's a look at USO oil reversing higher today, Ed. And if you wanna talk about a short-term uptrend, this is a strong one. Yeah, this is why you can't get too focused, you know, just be exclusive on growth, you know, and tech growth names. Yeah, Mm -hmm. big upside reversal today. It was down 2% intraday, finished crude oil, I mean, and finished up over 1%. Really nice action. Mm -hmm. And it looks like where it's trying to break out of now, a relatively pivotal area, I I would say, you know, above 70. It's had a lot of trading action around that area. So we'll have to see if uh, USO can find a home above these levels. And now let's take a look at SMH. How did chip stocks fare today? Continuing to see a pullback, but as of right now, support where you'd like to see it. Yep. (laughs) At that 50-day. IGV, we'll just breeze through these uh, tracking software. It lost its 50-day line today off lows, but still down 1.6% and a lot of damage in this group underneath the surface. One name uh, in particular we will take a look at. Let's also take a look at XLF Financials reversing uh, right around that 21-day line, finding support there as this handle builds out KRE, the regional banks, showing some similar action here with support at that 21-day line. And then X X. HB, the home builders, looking pretty good here. This looks like a shelf 
type pattern here for home builders that just nice tight action around highs. A lot of housing stocks, a lot of some retailers, some building materials. There's still a lot of strength and positive action in this, this broad sector. That there is. Well, we mentioned weakness in software stocks today. So let's go to NDB in the database software group down almost 7% today, moving down in uh, sympathy to, uh, with Datadog. Uh, a software peer that plunged on its earnings down at 17%, but it seems like a lot of highly valued software names got slammed today, Ed. Yeah, and there was also TDC, which is in the same group as Mongo. Uh, I, I forgot to mention that uh, Terra data, that one, I'm not sure why it fell. I guess the guidance wasn't quite good enough, but boy, that one fell too. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, we always used to joke because of like from Blazing Saddles, you know, Mongo. So MongoDB is pawn and game of life. Well, Mongo really was a pawn with these other names, these other software names today. Uh, it's sort of holding above the bottom of that gap. I mean, okay, the actual gap up, it's right there. But then, the, you know, it's sort of the whole gap of world. So it's holding there. Mm -hmm. But that was really ugly. And it just, this is why you have to still pay attention to earnings season. It's like there was, you know, Mongo didn't have, it doesn't have earnings for weeks. And yet here we are. And this maybe, maybe it holds up, you know, maybe, you know, an intraday, this looked like it was going to bounce back. And some stocks, you know, we bounced back today, but on Mongo, sold off, came back, you know, and then came back to the 50-day line and then really tumbled again. So it, mm -hmm. you know, it, it looked like, aha, here we are. And then it didn't. Uh, so, you know, this was disappointing and a lot of weakness in the software sector. Mm -hmm. Especially because... The action was so encouraging for MongoDB on the last earnings report. Not only the numbers, but the reaction to so much volume coming into the upside. So it shows you even stocks that are looking very strong, very promising, are not immune to sector weakness. Uh, but it seems like that that boom bust or goldmine landmine earnings season is continuing Last quarter, it seemed like Wall Street was rewarding all of these highly valued uh, growth stocks. This quarter doesn't seem like that's the case as much. Seems like partly it's an expectation game. There's definitely been names that had pretty good results and pretty good guidance, but they weren't good enough and they still got whacked. I mean, Datadog had some weakness, actually. But yeah, some name, it's, it's, it seems to be a much higher bar for a lot of these growth stocks. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of growth stocks with a high bar... NVIDIA is one that we're comparing a lot of stocks to. Today, down about 1.7%. Volume was light. Uh, today, unveiling a new AI chip. So shares fell modestly, but overall, you know, taking a step back, looks like some pretty quiet, orderly action here for this chip leader, Ed. It's trading right around that 21-day line. Uh, yeah, you can... You know, obviously there's some big moves in there, so the, that, <clears throat> you know, moves can look pretty small, but that is pretty tight. And the relative strength line, it's flat or even moving up over the last several weeks, so you're not seeing any deterioration. I mean, look, a pullback to the 50-day line, especially if it's gradual like this or if the 50-day line just catches up, that would be great. I mean, yeah. that would be fine, you know, like, you know, and... Uh, it could then, you know, in another week or two after that, maybe you could get a new base and that could provide a great opportunity. Um, at the same time, if NVIDIA were to break and it, it's not showing any signs like that, but if it were to break, that would probably coincide with 
pretty negative view because this is the stock of the rally. I mean, when it's like the the blue chip super growth and underpinning all of that. And they did release a new AI chip today and that didn't help. But, you know, it, it uh, so it's been really strong action. It deserves a rest. Be great if it could set up again. It's just not, you know, what you're just waiting to see. Is it setting up again or is it getting ready to break? Mm-hmm. So far, I think it's healthy action. But you just have to wait to see how that how that wraps, how that works out. But it does seem like there are some shots across the bow with uh, some of these closely watched and heavy, heavyweight stocks out there like Apple continuing to slide after slicing below its 10 week line last week. And I know Tesla was trying to find support around the 10 week and it's not having a great start to the week either. So really, it seems like we we're focused on NVIDIA, is this going to be the one uh, to continue to hold up or will it too get dragged down with the market? And we're even seeing Microsoft, which was never growing like those other names, but it was still like one of those AI leaders Mm -hmm. and that's hitting two month lows. I mean, it's just sort of like, yeah, so those are three of the magnificent sevens, not NVIDIA, that's one still magnificent, but those three below the 50 day line, uh, just, yeah, just something to watch. They're not carrying the market the way they were. Yeah. We'll we'll see if it turns out to be the magnificent solo stock <laughs> out there. And SLB in the oil and gas sector reversing higher today, which honestly, Ed, it seems like it was kind of needed, this little shakeout here, because as it's been slowly trending up, it has been kind of wedging upwards since the volume was declining. So do you think today's shakeout was enough to compensate for that wedging type action. I mean, you know, it would have been nice if it actually held down there for a day. Cause it's like, they only had, I'm not sure intraday, what he had 10 minutes to be scared and then it bounced <laughs> up again. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, cause that's the thing. Who is that shaking out? Like in pretty much within five or 10 minutes, it was, it was rallying off that low. I mean, look, crude oil, crude oil went from $2, 2% down to up 1%. So mm-hmm. it's not, I mean, it's understandable. Look, it's helpful. I mean, you'd like to see more, but sometimes you don't get that. I mean, it makes the handle at least something. On a weekly chart, it has a slightly different handle because it actually had a handle already, but that was pretty tiny too. So it's technically in a buy zone on on a weekly chart. Uh, we've seen some other names in this group that were higher flyers had some wild action, uh, you know, in at least for momentarily on earnings. This was, you know, t- yeah, Tidewater. That one had a wild day. That turned out positive. Uh, conference call helped on that. Um, Oceaneering was another one. Those are smaller names, so are more likely to be volatile. Uh, that one's still recovering, not doing terribly, but SLB, formerly known as Schlumberger, really holding up well. And look, oil prices are coming back, but they're, look, we're definitely, it's concentrated in the oil services and the drillers and the machinery, because I think last year, a lot of the producers were just sort of riding these semi-tapped wells. And so mm. they could just sort of cruise and just like, they didn't need to do much work. It's like, yeah, just turn on the faucet and the money comes in. Now they're having to pay for SLB and these others to actually do the work. And those p- rates are a lot higher than they were a year or two ago. So you're seeing oil go up, but it's really benefiting these equipment and services firms rather than the producers so much. Mm-hmm. An interesting look at the dynamics at play there, Ed. Thank you so much for breaking that down. And thanks everyone for tuning in. We will be back with more tomorrow morning on IBD Live. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. We will see you there. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow.
at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.